This episode of the Local Hustlers podcast is sponsored by Crossbow Equine. If you own a business, you need to check out Crossbow Equine for all of your social media marketing and branding needs. Throughout her entrepreneurial journey, owner Kylie Bowen has gained a deep understanding of marketing, branding, and telling your story in an authentic professional manner to help you gather raving fans and paying clients and customers. For our listeners only, Kylie is offering a free 30-minute consultation call and 50% off your first month of services. Contact her today at 480-254-7650. You're listening to the Local Hustlers Podcast, East Valley Locals. Get connected with small businesses near you and dive deep into their stories, mindset, and motives. Entrepreneurs everywhere. Get ready to be inspired by business owners, entrepreneurs, and hustlers that you can relate to and learn from. And now, your hosts. Dallin Huso and Ridge Waldberg. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Local Hustlers Podcast. We're super excited to be here with Lauren and Mark Johnson, and also an extra special guest, Pepper. <laughs> hello, she might be trying to just, just said hello there. So yeah, we're happy to have, have you guys and the dog here today. Um, with prickly pear paper, I have to mention that. So uh, thank, thank you. Thanks yes. for being here today. Thanks for yeah, having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah. Why don't you guys take a couple of minutes and give us a quick quick background on your lives, kind of life before prickly pear came into the picture. So we used to live in Los Angeles before we moved to Arizona. We've lived here for a little over four years now. Um, Mark did graphic design in LA and we met in college. So we are married. Um, and we own a business together, so that is definitely a unique component to our business. Mm-hmm. Um, he did graphic design, and then I have a retail background, so um, before we started our business, we just were going to college, working hard in L.A., yeah. um, and enjoyed our lives very much there, but we always um, kind of would come out to Arizona to visit because Mark is originally from Gilbert, okay. so we would come visit his family and... They would always jokingly say, like, you guys should move back at some point. Mm-hmm. But we loved L.A. and I'm from California. So we never really pictured ourselves moving out here until um, we had the opportunity to move and start our business out here. Cool. And how about you? Any Anything else to add or did you get it, get it covered? That's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> We've been doing the store for about four years now. Okay. Um, so we were living in L.A., moved out here. I, I'm from here originally. Right. Um, so yeah, just loving being back in Arizona and working out here. There's a really cool uh, scene for small businesses yeah. and local markets and stuff. So that's something that's new to me. I've always known about things like Phoenix Flea or that growing up here, but getting to actually participate in those and meet a lot of other small businesses has been like a really cool aspect of it. Yeah. I think yeah. like meeting a lot of new people that I didn't know growing nice. up and um that do like cool make maker stuff or mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So did you move out to Arizona because of, of the business opportunity or why did you guys, Yeah. how did that come about? So right now our retail store is in a place called bar none mm-hmm. and it's essentially a maker space. There's seven or eight ish uh, small businesses there. A few are food, so there's uh, wood fire pizza. There's going to be an ice cream place going in. Uh, there's a vegan eatery, a brewery, winery, and a few other shops in the salon. So, I was uh, my family is kind of involved with the project, uh-huh. and um, my uncle had hired me to do the branding for Bar None. Oh, 
So we did the logo um, and a few of the things, like the visual designs for Bar None. And uh, from there, kind of just working with him and hearing about the, the opportunity that was at the barn. Yeah. And it was something that I didn't want to miss out on. We were both kind of fed up with our jobs and in a weird place where we, we weren't quite sure what we wanted to do with uh, our careers. Mm -hmm. But we knew we wanted something different. And in LA, everything's so competitive. It's yeah. just really hard to get into a lot of avenues without having to work 24-7, basically. Right, so, right. so, yeah, so we heard about this idea that it was a craftsman community. Um, and we were like, cool, like maybe we'll just see if there's any spots open. Mm -hmm. And because um, this is a cool opportunity that I personally didn't want to miss out on. I didn't want to come visit my family and then go to that and be like, oh, this, you know, what it could have been kind of thing. So we kind of just went for it. We decided that um, paper goods was kind of what we wanted to stick with because we always loved getting each other cool greeting cards, art prints, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, incorporating graphic design into that. And then they're <laughs> encouraging us to have like a craft aspect to what we do. So with what I do with graphic design, it's mainly on the computer, which is fine, but they kind of wanted something a little more handheld. So we decided yeah. to do letterpress printing so we could have something more tactile. Our greeting cards are a little more unique because um, they're essentially, if no one's familiar with letterpress, it's a giant stamp that uh, was the way of printing since like the late 1800s uh -huh. or the 1800s or whatever. I don't know the exact history, but basically how things were printed for a long period of time before... Uh, printers now that's what they used so yeah that's kind of how that all came about and how we moved out here nice did either of you have um any desires in the past to start a business or to be entrepreneurs or were you guys you know happy with where you were in life and planning on continuing yeah. that path? uh lauren can probably attest to kind of attest to this a little more personally i wasn't ever really considering it mm -hmm. in the beginning i when i first got out of college i got a graphic design job for a company called street league skateboarding okay so um they're essentially kind of like do tour x games in the, that kind of realm hmm. but it's uh just for skateboarding specifically cool. like street skateboarding contests um so i was working for them as a production artist basically just taking designs they already made and just putting them into different contexts and stuff like digital ads, newsletters, yeah. uh, print ads, whatever. And so it wasn't as creative as I was hoping for. So my plan was to kind of go somewhere like a branding agency or somewhere where I could really kind of work under someone that I could learn uh, more design, learn kind of that trade. And yeah, yeah. I, I thought I would be working for probably just an agency for forever and then that was kind of like my idea because i wanted to work on different variety of projects and clients with other creatives um and so for me basically for starting my own business the alternative would be like freelance graphic design right, which right. i actually was not wanting to do in the original place uh -huh. so um with that because i just wanted to learn from other people i never really had a good uh, creative director or mentor above me that I felt that really helped make, guide me along. Um, but we ended up doing this and it actually ended up working out. And hmm. so now uh, freelance is actually about like half of our business and what we do. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. I mean, we both definitely were entrepreneurial and our families were entrepreneurial. And then Mark's family, particularly in Arizona, Mm -hmm. his uncle Joe owns a couple of successful restaurants here in Gilbert. And so it just kind of fell in our lap to take this opportunity and open the shop. We wouldn't have normally said yes to that opportunity if we were in L.A. because it's Uh just like you don't know who to trust. You don't know if you're going to get into a good landlord situation. Um, And also it's really expensive living in California. So we just thought, I mean, at the time we were young enough to where like if we completely failed, we could just start over. Uh So we started a five year lease um, and that was four years ago. So we're almost on that five year timeline. And you had always wanted to kind of own your own business as well. Yeah. I didn't know what that was going to look like. But since Mark had a design background and I had a retail background, it just made sense for us to join forces. Cool. When you say Uncle Joe, is that like Joe's Farm Grill, Joe's Barbecue? Yeah. yeah. Really? So that's your uncle? That's my uncle, yeah. yeah. That's yeah the best burgers on the planet. <laughs> They're good, yeah. I was in San Clemente this weekend and uh, met somebody like, yeah, my daughter lives in, in Gilbert. And have you ever been to Joe's Barbecue? I'm like, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, the best ribs on the planet. Yeah. yeah. The you guys been, homemade root beer. <laughs> have you been to Topo? I have. Yeah. I love Topo. Yeah, we Topo's love Topo. fantastic. So we did all the design and branding really? for Topo as oh, well. So that's super cool. Having our shop has been a great um, exposure for us yeah, to not yeah. only sell our products, but to showcase our graphic design and then partner with a lot of local businesses to do uh-huh. branding and um, since Joe is our uncle, it obviously kind of put our foot in the door to, to brand his new restaurant concept, Topo, that, For sure. they, that opened last year. That's a super cool opportunity. Yeah. So are you close enough to him where, like, were you able to talk to him about business advice? Did he give you any Oh, yeah. Or? Yeah, him and then uh, one of his sons, who is my age, uh, my cousin William, we were really close go- uh, growing up, mm-hmm. and they kind of are both, uh, business minded in uh-huh. that sense. So we actually talked to them a lot and it was super helpful since they were kind of also heading the bar none project as well. Mm-hmm. So it definitely helped a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, we had to learn a lot of, I mean, all of it on our own. So having that, uh, was a really nice addition. Mm-hmm. It's always good to have family in business and family that supports you and you can look up to but i think particularly with us since we own a shop it's really nice that our family is involved in that just because with like renting a retail space you have to be in a trustworthy relationship with those people it has to have open communication and inspiration so it's really cool where we have our store because everyone is like a small maker Uh everyone is local so it's not like we're surrounded by these big chain stores or big box stores that we have to compete with everyone is on a small maker's scale and then we all collaborate a lot which is really fun too that's cool so i was gonna ask if you've gotten to know the other businesses been able to collaborate and, Mm -hmm. and work with them since day one that was really important for the project that everybody kind of got to know each other and um so we have Lettercraft that's in there. They do like woodworking and laser cutting. Mm-hmm. So we've done a lot of stuff where like we'll design something and then they'll use their laser cutter to do it. Um, and then since we do freelance graphic design, anytime any of the businesses in the barn need anything, um, like Fire and Brimstone is yeah. the pizza restaurant inside the barn and we design um, merchandise for them like t-shirts and pizza boxes and Mark did all of their branding. Um so, yeah, it's cool. Like, I mean, it's kind of nice that we can all bounce ideas off of each other. Yeah. Whenever, um, prior to COVID, we would do workshops in our store too. So we would have like pizza 
served at our workshops and beer from the brewery available or wine from the winery available. So it's been fun to like have all of that around. That's super As long as we don't overindulge. (laughs) There's a lot of like, I mean, you can get a beer like five steps down from our store. So we have to be careful. Yeah, we get, we're allowed, um, anyone that works in Bar None is allowed one free pour of beer a day. But we don't. Or the day that they work. So we're there like every day. (laughs) Send them to work every day. We don't have a beer every day. We are able to if we want to. I've got a question about the paper industry. Oh, yeah. So. You know, newspapers are dinosaurs, mm-hmm. right? And so, uh, in general, there's a, a lot less going on in the paper yeah. industry today than there was 20 years ago, mm-hmm. right? And so, uh, tell me about how you kind of manage the risk of going into a an industry that was going away, if you will, yeah. for lack of a better term, yeah. and, and how you have innovated and evolved over the past four years to stay relevant and expand, et cetera. Talk to us a little bit about that process. Yeah, that's a great question, actually. Um, I think, well, it is interesting, too, because with, I think, the ties of a lot of things becoming electronic yeah. and people not having this as much of a connection to other people, even though we have like social media where we can be connected to more people than we could ever imagine, um, I think there's something with, um greeting cards there's it's more of a specific group of people but i think with since everything is so much on screens and everything like sending mail is kind of cool again in a way like snail mail it just means a lot more um like because i mean we get junk mail all the time but now it's like I don't get that much junk mail anymore, but I get spam emails constantly and I'm constantly deleting those. Mm -hmm. So when you actually get mail or you're able to send something and there's actually the time, you know, in between it takes to mail it. I just think it's, there's something about that connection that's really valuable. And and then originally for the past, the first three years, we did a lot of wedding invitations as well. Mm -hmm. And so those still just traditionally have always been printed. So that's kind of always been a nice um, addition to our store as far as printed goods. That's cool. Um, t- talk to us about some of the other products and services that, that you guys do offer. Because going into your store, there's more than just you know paper and, and cards. Mm-hmm. You guys got, got a lot going on there. Yeah. So I kind of run the retail buying side of things. So we sell not only our greeting cards and art prints and paper goods, but we sell a lot of locally made gift items in general and Uh then just other stationary companies that we love and admire. So we have cards for every type of category, like birthday, love, anniversary, holidays, Christmas, all that stuff, of course. And then um, sell a lot of art prints, candles, little knickknacks and trinkets. I mean, my idea with the shop and what we carry is like anything that could be like sitting on your desk. So a notepad, a notebook, anything paper related, basically or gift related so the idea would be come in to get a birthday card and then you can grab a candle for your wife or um, a notepad for your boss Uh or an art print for your cousin who just graduated so there's just a variety we have a bunch of pens and just little little things that you can have on your desk that include and and really complement the paper goods that we make and i try to keep it as local as possible too awesome 
Has it always been like that? Did you start off with all these these different things or is it just paper and then have you slowly grown to do more and more? We've slowly grown. We definitely wanted to just focus on paper and stationery as much as we could. Like um, we've had the opportunity to in the past to sell like apparel, obviously, with our designs mm-hmm. on it. But we really wanted to stay true to ourselves. Yeah. And although a lot of our designs would work really well on apparel, we didn't want to just become like a graphic design t-shirt company. We yeah. wanted to do something different. And then speaking to that kind of dying paper industry too, I think the reason why what we do works really well is because it's all handmade. And when people come into the shop, they actually like see us making it. Yeah. Like you came in yesterday and I was on the press actually printing each card by hand. So it makes it something different versus like your Hallmark or your Target. And Hallmark and Target have a certain type of customer, which I would say is not particularly our customer. Our customer wants something local. They like the handmade quality. They like that our cards are blank inside and it's something more of a keepsake um, than something that people would just throw away. A lot of our customers even like frame our cards and it's just something that is a little bit more special than just like your average Hallmark card. That's cool. I don't know if you guys watched The Office before. Yeah, yeah. It just course. reminds you of how it's all about this dying paper company. That's going <laughs> yeah. In the yeah. Age, and they're, they're too stubborn to like learn about the internet or learn about all these new <laughs> things. And so they're stuck as this paper company. Yeah, it's definitely you know, going old into the school. 2000s. Um, but we kind of love that about it. And we love that it's something that is different. Like people yeah. walk by all the time, especially I get a lot of like older men who are like, I used to use a printing press just like that. Or like I was in the printing industry for 40 years. So like, you know, they think that the printing press and all that is like a dinosaur thing. Uh uh Um, But they love that we're keeping it alive. Yeah. Well, it's cool that you found a way to adjust and keep it alive and kind of its own twist when, you know, paper is going out in, in today's world. Yeah. And it's really fun to make our own products. Yeah. I think as far as like, you know, for anyone listening to this podcast who is interested in opening a business, I think especially if you want to open a retail store, it's really nice to have your own products that you mm-hmm. make and not just sell other people's products because you'll make a better profit um, and you'll just get m- more exposure. And then the fact that we have the service element with the graphic design side of our business like really helped us. Like yeah. even throughout COVID, like our store had to be closed, um, but we still had our design projects to keep us afloat. So that was really nice. And you, I mean, and you make more money off your own goods too. Yeah. Because <laughs> right, right. then you're Better just margin. you're just paying for the materials or whatever it took to build those. So you're getting um, 100% of, the, well, not 100% almost, of the cost back um, as opposed to buying and reselling. But yeah. we do that too. I mean, you kind of got to do all of it. Oh, yeah. We do wholesale too. So um, all of our cards and product line are available to be resold at other stores. Like if Target technically wanted to buy our cards we could do that okay um but we we typically sell to smaller boutiques kind of like us cool. um and our cool. our cards are carried at over 40 stores in the u.s oh so really that's great that's continued to grow too like the first year we started a business we had maybe two or three wholesale accounts and they were all local to arizona because uh-huh. we carry a lot of arizona cards um but now we have accounts in boston and texas and just kind of like all over the u.s so it's nice to see that side of our business growing too that's cool so for anyone interested in wholesaling like like what's the process did you have to start reaching out to people or do people come to you or how do you get that going typically um you kind of do a little bit of both Mm -hmm. to to get started there was a shop in phoenix called francis vintage um that really um 
is serious about carrying most all locally made goods. So yeah. they reached out to us and we were really excited because we had only been in business for a couple months and we were like, oh my gosh, yeah. they want to carry our stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we started there. And then since I had um, done all the buying for the shop, I kind of knew what to expect since I saw other people's wholesale process from other brands that we carried. Um, so it's a little bit of both. Sometimes stores reach out to us. Like I saw your stuff on Instagram and I really want to sell it at our store. And Mm -hmm. then if there's stores like while we're traveling, we'll go talk to the owners and be like, Hey, like we make cards. Like, let me give you a business card. And then some of the stores I follow on social media too. Um, every spring and every fall we come out with like a new product line. So I'll mail them like a catalog with some samples of our cards and just say like, Hey, if you're looking for any new card vendors, like these are our cards. So that keeps us busy for sure. Um, I mean, there's card companies out there like us who don't even have a retail store. They just run off wholesale and it makes pretty good money doing that. Uh Um, but we like having the store too, because it's just a way to connect with people. Okay. I was going to ask because obviously having a store, there's a lot of overhead with that. So yeah. So is there enough benefit that you have with the retail store that makes it worth it? <laughs> so technically, yes, I would say it's definitely a lot of benefit. But obviously throughout COVID, we've kind of had to readjust a lot of our framework and a lot uh-huh. of our mindset about that overhead because we still had rent to pay right. um, throughout that whole time. We yeah. got like one month of rent, um, like kind of adjusted for forgiveness which we were super grateful for in the beginning when we thought we'd only be closed for a month yeah which was funny (laughs) um but yeah it's to each their own when we first started we were really excited about the retail thing um and we're still really happy with it Mm -hmm. it's just like for us as owners to have like full-time employees and a staff would be ideal i would say but then again that's even more overhead so you just have to weigh out the pros and cons right We've had a few different part-time employees, but right now we don't have any. So it does spread us a little bit thin when we have to be there six days a week. For sure. Um, and you're you're expected to be open for customers yeah. and you're having to work every day. Yeah. So we don't get a ton of time off. Mm-hmm. So you have to be really dedicated to what you want to do. And thankfully with us, since it's pretty casual, like if we're going away for the weekend on a family trip, I just kind of post it on Instagram and I'll be like, we're going away for the weekend on a yeah, family trip. Nice. Like, you know, it's it's the benefit of being a small business and being yeah, a mom and pop. And if anyone that. was ever upset about it, like I'll give them a discount or something. But thankfully, all of our customers know. Um, Plus, they're not necessarily your customer. That person's yeah, going to go to Target to get their card. Exactly. <laughs> like one time I had a guy leave us a voicemail and was like, well, I'm here at your store and you're not open. So I guess I'll take my money elsewhere. And I was just like okay like that sounds fine to me like i have to enjoy time off too so you have to have a balance and mark and i are super um super like into the idea of just having a really healthy work-life balance yeah yeah let's talk about that a bit more how how do you maintain that work-life balance what are some things you do to make sure that you don't burn out with work yeah especially with retail yeah yeah well and i think to the um the fact that we're married as well is kind of interesting too that plays into it all um i think for us we've kind of uh it's been pretty natural for us like going to work and then going home and kind of not basically when we go home we try not to think of work or talk Mm -hmm. about work but of course that Mm -hmm. 
always happens though because we'll have a project we're working on and someone will have an idea or we'll want to remind each other hey like this is coming up like don't forget but uh for us just trying our best to like leave work at work um and not at home has been helpful Mm -hmm. um and recently too with with covid we actually have changed our hours so our store hours are now um tuesday through saturday we used to be tuesday through sunday and sunday we only work for four hours but just having you know four hours to we live in south scottsdale so driving to gilbert oh wow yeah um it's not bad by any means it's only like 30 35 minutes which isn't a terrible commute but six times a week it kind of you know for four hours on a sunday was kind of almost not worth and it's a hit or miss day so we recently just kind of restructured so we have an actual weekend and that has been super helpful because we were probably doing six days a week for three years wow three and a half years and um just that little thing is it was pretty game changing and we've been able to do more trips we've been able to get up and go hike early together because usually on the Sundays it would be Lauren or me going to work, just one of us. So the fact that we get to spend those two days together and um, it definitely makes a difference when you have chores or things to do at home to have two days to do it instead of just one Yeah, and then feel like the day is gone. Yeah, don't hesitate to schedule your hours accordingly to what your lifestyle is because your customers will understand Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And... um, for us, a big thing is just, like, easy travel, too. We're big, like, road trip people. Nice. We love going to all of the different Arizona national parks. And and we don't try to justify it like this, but all of those little trips, all those little weekend road trips and things like that, it does help because we need those breaks mentally. Oh, and yeah. then also, since Mark's a designer, getting inspiration um, for new products and things mm-hmm. like that. I mean, so many of our designs are inspired by nature and travel, so it just is really nice to kind of slow down. And he does a lot of hand-drawn illustrations too, so when we travel, he'll usually sometimes draw something or, um, you know, we'll brainstorm things for social media. We kind of blog about those things sometimes too, so it's all the way, like, you're, you're off work, but you're still building content for or sure. things like that. So yeah. you're never really not working <laughs> right, when you have a business, the, yeah. especially when you're married. Um, and then I also will say we don't have kids, so that definitely helps our flexibility mm-hmm. a little bit. But yeah. you got Penny. Oh, yeah. We got the dog. Pepper. Pepper. pepper sorry. Pepper. Pepper. Okay. You can call <laughs> her whatever. finally calmed down a little, yeah. so that's good. No, yeah. I, I'm a huge believer in just taking time for yourself. Mm-hmm. and for your relationships and doing things that you like to do making sure you have a good quality of life because at the end of the day if all you're doing is working like what's the point of it if, if you don't yeah. have time for mm-hmm. anything else i think the pandemic has really helped um not only shape our mindset about that but like just the general public yeah. too yeah. like we didn't feel bad about closing one extra day a week because it was like a lot of businesses were still closed right. or sometimes open, sometimes closed. So we're just like, let's just keep things consistent to what we feel is healthy. And for us, that was establishing a weekend. So being closed Sunday, Monday, having two days off in a row was like a huge blessing yeah. after almost four years. So that's great advice. You know, people start their own business for freedom generally, mm-hmm. right? I want to be my own boss. I want to, I want to create my own schedule. And then they get into the business and the business owns them. 
Yeah, they right? never get they, a break. Mm-hmm. They get just sucked into it, and and instead of owning a business, the business owns them. And mm-hmm. so I think it's great advice that you shared to really be intentional on the lifestyle that you're wanting to create and and to intentionally set that and and create that even with your customers. Like, yeah. we want our customers to support us in our commitment to our own wellness. So. Yeah, totally. that's very, very important to us. And I don't like to be seen as lazy, but I have to be true to myself and true to like what's healthy for our relationship. We also sometimes kind of balance off of each other too. Like if one of us is burnt out, then I'll say like work from home today and I'll go into the shop. Or, yeah. um, you know, if I have a friend in town visiting, Mark will run the shop while I'm hanging out with my friends. So cool. we definitely do give each other grace and it's important, you know, if one of us isn't feeling well, the other person goes in. Um, and Mark's mom sometimes has to pop in to help every once in a while yeah. too. You always got to get the family involved. But I think balance is really important because like you said, you start your own business for freedom. But then I think especially so many business owners just get wrapped up in it and it becomes them um, where we really try to have a healthy balance of both because it helps us to stay inspired. It's easier, easier said than done though, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I because think- you kind of, I think, you know, to start a business, you have to set aside enough time to keep doing it because, you know, you it's it's all on your hands. So just there is a certain amount of effort and time that I think you have to put into it. Um, and like for us not having employees and that sort of thing, it definitely makes more work for us as far as juggling multiple things. Um, but if you're able to kind of have other people do things or like have you know i don't know (laughs) it's tough but it's fun it is definitely like the freedom is definitely worth it i think do you spend more time cleaning your pool than you spend swimming in it then call flamingo pools today flamingo pools is your go-to swimming pool maintenance and repair company in the east valley whether it's weekly maintenance repairs green to cleans or one-time cleanings flamingo pools will take care of you Honest, reliable, and innovative. Just a few of the many good things Flamingo Pools customers have to say about them. Ask them about their mineral treatment, which will keep your chemical levels down, allowing you to have a healthier bathing experience. At Flamingo Pools, they know that your pool was made to be enjoyed, so let them handle the rest. Check them out at azflamingopools.com or give them a call at 480-422-6013. Mention this podcast and you'll get your first month of maintenance completely free. That's azflamingopools.com and 480-422-6013. You talked earlier about how um, having the graphic design element of your business really helped you through the struggles of COVID when Mm -hmm. the retail was shut down for a period of time. Um, I'd like to kind of build on that a little bit about... uh, other synergies that come from that uh, graphic design because you're working with other entrepreneurs you're working with other Mm -hmm. businesses and as you've worked with all these other businesses is there a common struggle that you've seen in these other businesses that you've been able to help solve through your branding Mm -hmm. through your graphic design that uh, you might don't mind sharing yeah we um that's a great question because a lot of what we do is, um, well, our main, what we do, since there's so many things, avenues in graphic design, we specialize in branding and illustration. 
So um, logos to creating brand systems to um, just illustrations for t-shirts or whatever. But um, with a lot of companies, we've been able to kind of use our business expertise and kind of our experience to help out and like work with people and kind of know what they need. We've also learned a lot about uh, different industries. We've worked with people from uh, that do like tech companies. Like there's a company that we're working with that uh, they work with CAD and 3D rendering for uh what is it it's uh for like they do plumbing and different things for contractors for when they build buildings Mm -hmm. and so we've done that to like my cousin's restaurant fire and brimstone that's very kind of like skater punk uh cool guy kind of vibe um yeah i think for me just it's really nice when we meet businesses that have their stuff together because we work with a lot of people that they think that the logo and the visuals are going to help solve their problems when really you need to have a fine-tuned product or business idea um, because the graphics will obviously help those things uh, but it's not going to change your brand and do all the work for you you still have to have that side of it so I think a lot of our frustrations come from people that generally just aren't as prepared and they kind of are like oh cool I want a logo for this and then I'll start Mm -hmm. doing it yeah. Where, um, which I, I think that can totally work, but with a lot of the people we've worked with that have done that, it we haven't seen it come to fruition or something like that. And it's a little frustrating because we want to showcase our work, but um, yeah. Through the pandemic know. too, it's been nice for us to be able to provide a service to people who wanted to make something maybe off of a product that they're not normally selling. Mm-hmm. Like we designed a lot of t-shirts to help Um, raise money for businesses that weren't open um, or like flyers to help promote like outdoor events and things like that so little ways that our designs can help um, bring them profit too was really it was really nice it was it was kind of interesting because we thought that people wouldn't want to be spending as much money on certain things during the pandemic but um, people really wanted to spend money on kind of getting their selves together from a design standpoint like oh my business needs a rebrand but we've been kind of wanting to do this for a while but now that we have a little bit of time on our hands let's do this good opportunity yeah it was a good opportunity um and a surprising opportunity um that we were able to help a lot of people just with their little design projects that they've been kind of putting on the back burner because they've been so busy for sure um and then we do give a lot of business guidance as well, not only with designs, but we can help them with websites, menus, social media a little bit. Um, so I think people definitely respect our expertise since we have our own shop and um, that we're entrepreneurs ourselves. Yeah. too. No, that, I think that gives you a unique edge in the graphic design area just because, uh, yeah, you have the artistic expertise, but you also have the practical boots mm-hmm. on the ground knowledge of running your own business in the retail shop and and so what a yeah you, you provide a great service and gift to your clients it's great you. yeah it's cool like we work with restaurants we work with um breweries we work with dentist office churches so there's nothing like in one specialty that we work with it was funny we, we were talking to someone recently who's been kind of helping us with something that we're developing with our business and we don't really have one specialty type of business that we work with from a design standpoint. Uh-huh. Um, 
But I think just having our business expertise, like you said, does make us a little bit more unique because yeah. some designers are like really brewery focused or really restaurant focused where we can kind of yeah, do it yeah. all. Um, but we do kind of sometimes struggle with the fact that like we are a paper store that does graphic design versus like a graphic design agency or a company. So we kind of have some things in the works to develop our brand into more of that design space in the future um even though we have our store we want to definitely be like a force to be reckoned with i yeah. guess in arizona as not a force to be reckoned <laughs> with but just like it is a name in the design world yeah, um yeah. yeah not that intense but just a name in the design world and continue to make a name for us in the design world well, how do you let people know about you that, that you do offer design? Because they see Prickly Pear Paper, their yeah. first thought probably is, like, oh, I'll go to them for, you know, my branding. And yeah. Logo. So how do you well, let people and know? And that's, I think that's the issue, too, that we've kind of encountered. Uh, we were fortunate to get a lot of clients kind of early on that were just walking in and they saw our cards, they saw our art prints. And so we got a lot of um, our early on customers through that. And as of lately, it's been a lot of just social media. Mm -hmm. um, I'm on a, it's called Dribble. It's like a designers, it's basically social media for designers. And then they huh. also have tools for businesses to search designers. Oh, really? um, it functions pretty much like Instagram, but okay. it's a little more focused on people sharing what they're working on. Yeah. Um, a lot of referrals too. Yeah. Like, um, mm -hmm couple of years ago we started working um for a guy and he's like referred us to probably five to ten different businesses wow yeah so, connections um connections internet. are because yeah we i think more recently we've seen um a lot of work coming in from instagram and dribble and online and so because these are all people that we've gotten been getting stuff from uh people in austin uh where else as you I grow on social media it definitely sure. helps like when we first started it was more just we get clients who came into our store and were like oh do you do graphic design now we don't really have a lot of clients that come into the store even asking us about graphic yeah. design they're just shopping mm -hmm. at the store and then we kind of like we said almost have this other side business <laughs> so we're working on kind of developing that more um which has been nice with COVID again that we had the time to slow down while the store wasn't open and realize what uh, we really want for the future yeah. because the store like you said has a lot of overhead and all those things so if you can kind of catch my drift we are really like passionate about doing graphic design for small businesses so for we sure. want to definitely make that the forefront of what our company offers that's cool mm -hmm. so do you guys plan on kind of separating the two or, or to continue to combine them together and, and push them? Yeah, back? we, um, it's still kind of in the works, but I think separating them is the way we're going to go mm -hmm. without saying too much. <laughs> um, but basically, you heard it here first. Nice. basically <laughs> I think what we run into is that, uh, when we first opened, we were promoting our products. We were promoting products we were selling. We were promoting wedding invitations. We were promoting, custom letterpress printing and we were promoting custom graphic design or yeah. freelance graphic design. And I think in the beginning, everything was kind of at the same level and kind of all tied together and a little more, it made sense. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the design jobs we kind of started with were about half like wedding invitations and that sort of thing, which I personally did not really want to do. But um, since it was a huge aspect of, 
letterpress printing and stuff i actually did learn a lot from just doing those and uh i think kind of where we're at right now is we in order for both avenues to succeed they need to be there needs to be a little bit of separation yeah yeah especially with the how big social media plays a role into how people shop and especially with covid Mm -hmm. our online sales and social media stuff has been um just seen more by a lot of people so we've found that what we want to do is have these separated so that one area we can promote just one thing so we can promote our design uh, because that's something where we want to do everything from not just a logo uh, and brand system, but overseeing any like product photography, overseeing website design, basically what a small agency would provide and being able to promote that and not, you know, so much products and prickly pear paper in the retail store. It's just a nice separation that we can attract different clients more long-term probably bigger clients is kind of our plan with that for for small businesses that might offer multiple services like that at what point do you know that it's time to kind of separate and and focus on them as their own thing yeah i was just gonna say i i kind of have been explaining it to my close family and friends like okay say you work like a regular job and you're not an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and you know that you're at the highest title that you can be at that company with your experience. And yeah, you might get a raise, um, but you're probably not going to get a promotion. That's kind of how we feel right now about the store. It's kind of like, well, we can keep at this and keep doing the retail design wholesale thing, or we can really focus in and hone in on what we're passionate about. Um, Almost like a new business. So that's been nice that we kind of took that, Take, you just have to take that leap and you yeah. also have to weigh out the pros and cons For i mean sure. as cheesy as that is um to see where your passions really lie and then i think working from home more too that gave us a chance to experiment with working from home yeah, and see yeah. if that worked for us and we really did enjoy that so that gives us the ultimate flexibility if you own your own business and you're able to work from home i think that's pretty legit but it depends on what you're passionate about you know if you own your own business but you are obsessed with interacting with people then maybe that's not the best choice for you Um, but we were able to work from home several months this year um, and we really like that and um, we don't have a family yet but it's something that we want someday so we have to kind of consider all of that in making the decisions for what's best for our business is what's best for us um, not the other way around not you what's best for you should be what's best for your business and vice versa. Definitely. I, I think too, for growth as well, just, yeah. I think we could kind of stay doing what we're doing, but one or the other sides of the business would probably hit a ceiling hmm. yeah. in some sort of way. So I think kind of, it was kind of an obvious thing for us. Like it's something that we've, it's been in the works for probably a year or more. Um, just kind of like trying to like look at see what's next. Um, but we're definitely at the point where if we want the two things to succeed, um, you kind of just got to go for like one way or the other, I guess. Yeah, I just know. knowing what your long-term goals are. Yeah, like for yeah. us, we don't want to own 10 retail stores, right. you know, so... We're just trying to figure out and determine what our path is. Also, 
like I said, when we first started, we signed a five-year lease. So we're four years in right now. So that time is encroaching and we're like, what do we want to do? Do we want to keep the lease? Do we want to break the lease? Do we want right. to um, keep the shop? So we're just in a big, we're in a big state of transition yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, which has been funny that you were like asking us about the podcast and I'm like, yeah, we can talk about it, <laughs> but we can't tell too much because we're still, you know developing everything ourselves still but, top secret yeah it might be a part two coming soon yeah to be continued to kind of see how that goes well, yeah. the advice that you gave yourself a minute ago will be key for the success of this and that is what's best for the business is best for us and what's best for us is best for the business and and you're focused on that and that's the right question to be asking you know what is best for us and what are we trying to create uh for for our personal lives and, and how will the business best serve that? Those are the right questions you're asking. And, uh, and I'm excited to see where it's going to take you. Me too. Totally. Yeah. And I, I don't think a lot of those things too, like what's best isn't necessarily always obvious at the beginning, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I think just with anything with the business, with design, everything that I found is that you just got to keep at it and put time and effort into it. Like don't give up. Um, because I think with time you get more clarity, uh, you learn something, you know, you, you'll make mistakes, you'll learn what works, what doesn't. We learned, you know, okay, we can't be printing all of these wedding invites and also doing wholesale because our wholesale is picking up. So, you know, we got rid of that. So you kind of learn as you go. Um, and I think with time and dedication and a lot of work, things become a lot more clear. And uh, I'm sure with this, it's like, you know, something else will come up and we're like, okay, let's go this direction. But I think kind of leaving it open to be flexible as well. Yeah, I think it's good to think into the future, but not too, too far into the future because then you get stressed out. Like we are really excited about this new chapter and focusing on design, but we don't really know where that's going to take us. Like, will we own a design agency? Will we have an office space? Will we work from home? Will we have employees or will it just be us? There's a lot of different avenues and I can go on and on, but um, just starting from what feels good to you in the moment, I think is a good way. And um, to anyone starting a business, like just continue at it. Kind of like we were saying with like the design, it's like a logo is not going to fix your problem if you have an idea for a business. A logo isn't going to make your business. You have to really put in the work for the location or the services or the business plan and the budget and all of those things and then focus on the design and the brand. But you have to have a good business to start with before yeah. before you, you get a design or a logo. You know, it's not going to make... You know, it's not going to make you who you are. People have to know you based upon your reputation and your services. Yeah, I like your advice on looking into the future, but not too far into the future. Yeah. Because so much can change within a couple of totally. so years. So much. Yeah. We all look where we were five, ten years ago. We would probably never guess that we are where we are today. So. No, I never thought I would be ten living in Ten months ago. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, true. Ten right? months ago, who would have guessed we were I never thought changed. I'd be living in Arizona. I never thought... Me and Mark would, I mean, I don't know. I just, I didn't think we'd have a shop and it all just works out. Um, And I think people that really know us as a couple too are like not surprised just because we work, we're, we're pretty level-headed 
pair. Um, so that's another thing I would say if you're working for with a spouse or a girlfriend or a boyfriend, mm-hmm. um, definitely keep your re- roles and responsibilities separate and play off of your individual strengths. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you might uh, have problems, <laughs> which is nice for us because we, we really do balance each other out. Like Mark handles the design. I handle the shop um, and more of the business elements. And yeah. I, I'm pretty much the one interacting with customers most of the time, too, since I have a retail background and Mark gets to kind of stay in the zone. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good to balance each other out from a relationship standpoint in your business, too. For sure. I would say that even if you're married or with a business partner. Yeah, yeah either way, it's... Play off your strengths. Um, when it comes to retail and, and advertising, I guess, how do you... What's kind of your your standpoint when it come, comes to that? Do you guys do any sort of paid advertising to let people know where you are? Or Surprisingly, how does, how does no. Um, nice. From the minute we opened, we didn't really have to do that because um, the barn itself was like opening with all these small makers mm-hmm. and Joe had his name kind of involved in it. Right. So and it's right next to, to yeah, the farm girls. It's so you got next the to the farm girls, next to the coffee shop. It's in a good location. Um, and there was a ton of press regarding the opening of the yeah. barn. So right off the bat, we didn't really have to do that because there was like Arizona Highways TV coming and all the news coming and all that stuff when we grand open. Like, and then it was in a bunch of papers. So we used that and then pretty much social media from the start. But I've never done any paid advertising. <laughs> we definitely get a lot of calls about it from right. Yelp and <laughs> all those other places. We have accounts on all those places. But for us, it's like... We kind of want people to know what to expect if they're going to look for us. Um, and places like Yelp and Google, like I think they work great in some industries. Like if you own a car detailing service or um, a restaurant, like that's where people are searching. People aren't necessarily searching for graphic design yeah, on those platforms. Um, and if they are, they're not necessarily the client base that we're looking for like yeah. we kind of like people who already know what to expect when they're working with us so social media for us is a big one and that's something that we've just organically grown over time and in the beginning we tried to partner with a lot of people too and it helps that we do de- design for other businesses because when we design for them then they tag us and it gets more followers and it just all kind of happens yeah. on its own um and snowballs in that way but we haven't really had to advertise so it's thank God for social media. <laughs> yeah, paid advertising can work, but if you don't need to, you know what? Yeah, I think I think paid advertising is great. Like I said, for certain industries, for sure. and yeah. I'm sure there's someone out there that would tell me that it would be amazing for us. Uh-huh. But right now, we honestly can't really add any more work to yeah, our plate, so we busy. have to be realistic in what we can take on. Um, and we just try to make really good relationships with people, and yeah. I think that that's helped us not have to pay for stuff like that. That's cool. And podcasts. And, right, yeah. You know, yeah. just saying yes to opportunities to meet people. Oh, yeah, exactly. We also do flea markets from time to time. Oh, cool. Not this year, obviously, but um, even though we have our shop, we go and set up at like little market events and mm-hmm. makers events in Phoenix. And even we've done a couple in California. Mm-hmm. So that helps give us exposure to new areas, too. Cool. I'm curious. Give, give us one high and one low um, that you guys have experienced so far throughout throughout running this business. Oh my. Yeah, that is a tough one. No one's asked me um, that before. Hmm. I could probably go. You go first. Okay. 
I would say my <laughs> high is definitely that it's like really cheesy, but I really enjoy working with Mark and I'm constantly inspired by everything that he does. Um, and it's really fun to be able to be with my spouse every day and I cherish it a lot um, because I know a lot of people work separately from their yeah. spouse um, and don't get to spend a lot of time together. And before we started our business, we didn't really get to see each other very much because of our jobs. Right. So I think my high of doing that is that. And then my low is probably just like the ups and downs of finances. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing is really consistently steady and there's a lot of cash flow things that I didn't understand, uh-huh. I guess, when I first started my business. So I think um, definitely having a knowledge of not only like the entrepreneurial side of things and marketing and social media, but also if you can have like a business knowledge, take a business course, an accounting class, taxes, you know, find out all of those like boring things. <laughs> That's I mean boring, but very important things. It'll um, definitely pay off. It's definitely going to pay off um, because I think my lowest points in the business is when I just get really stressed out about money. Um, when it's like, how are we going to pay the bills this month? Because this client owes us this. So finding a system that works so you make sure to get paid on time. Um, yeah. All of that boring financial stuff is <laughs> yeah, probably right. the low, but that's the reality is just the business side is really, uh, it can be stressful with finances, but staying positive and just kind of learning as you go as well and making sure that you always have a backup plan. That would be my low. <laughs> That was great. Did you say anything to add? Or did yeah, you, uh, well, I mean, I agree with all of that. I think that's probably going to be my low because I couldn't really think of one. Mm-hmm. But that's also like financial stress and that's always something in the back of your mind. <laughs> uh, but Lauren usually handles all that stuff, so I don't have to worry about it too much. Also, I would say sometimes turning projects down, that's hard. Yeah. Because sometimes it's just not the right fit yeah. for us and I don't I know Mark would say that too. We do not like to offend people, mm-hmm. but sometimes things are just not the right fit or they're not looking for a yeah, certain fig- style. Finding the right words to kind of say that, I guess. Like, and it's hard just to, to turn away a client too, right? That's yeah. Yeah. I mean, most people would tell you don't do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but we kind of are in a position where it's like, if we say yes to a project that we know that we're not really interested in from the start or the client doesn't communicate that great from the start, then we're saying no to another opportunity for like a great client project or something that could be like in that same timeline. So yeah, you have to, you have to choose your battles wisely um, when it comes to kind of how we run our business. Sorry if I cut you off. No, that's okay. <laughs> um, that actually made me think of a low kind of, which mm. are Yelp callers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But that's, uh, I mean, I think for some businesses, I think it, it's an essential thing. But for us, it kind of just annoyed me more. But uh, for me, the highs would be all of the clients and relationships we've made through our design work has been really fun. Just learning a lot about different um, industries, different products. Like I was talking about earlier, this company that we work with, that's like a tech company that they work on PCs. They work in a CAD 3D software, which is completely foreign to me. I know nothing about, but um, I got to sit down with the client, talk to them, learn about this stuff. 
Um, we did everything from that to we're working on uh, branding and packaging for a chili lime salt company that hmm. uh, is coming out of Austin. We've gotten to work with some restaurants. Right now we're working on a food truck. Um, we worked on a brewery that's coming to Phoenix. That's called Roses by the Stairs Brewery. So it's just fun for me to, because what I was stuck in before was working under certain brand guidelines for a brand and it had to look a certain way. So just the creative freedom wasn't there. It was still fun. Um, I was working in skateboarding and that was great. But now just being able to meet a lot of people, work on new, work with new industries or new companies every week is probably my probably my favorite thing that's what i like the most that's cool yeah i love hearing just like the different things that that other business owners love about their business as well as the the hard times because it's not mm -hmm. all all sunshine right i yeah. do like that question because you don't really think about the lows as much mm -hmm. i think we we're both very positive uh -huh. um but there i mean i get stressed out all the time yeah so i think my low personally too is just like when I can't please people mm -hmm. or like I said, saying no to yeah, people, yeah. we do not like to let people down, even Yelp. <laughs> so, um, yeah, nobody tells you when you start a business, how many like telemarketers, credit card processing terminals, advertising companies. I mean, there's so many people that call like every day about just random things or like, that they want you to change your credit card processing <laughs> and all that stuff. Right. And I'm just like, I don't really have time to talk to those people and we're happy to, with what we are doing, but obviously yeah. they're trying to do their business too. So it's, it's hard. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure all business owners listening can attest to the Yelp callers coming yeah, through. Yeah. They just always want your money. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Um, well, I can't believe the hour is uh, sneaking up on us here. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Pepper is, is yeah, dying for us. I hope Pepper to wasn't too <laughs> crazy up. today. She disappeared oh, there for a like, yeah, I swear she, she's uh, very cute. She got bored, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we close up, though, we did want to play a quick game with you guys. Okay. Cool. Um, so how it's going to work is we've got a list of 20 questions, and you have 60 seconds to answer as many of the questions as possible. So these are cool. just, these are just what questions are, What you. if we answered them all? Is that... <laughs> No one's done it, so we don't know. Wow. <laughs> we answer them all, then we take you to Joe's Farm Grill. We get the good, nice. good, good, good yeah. Oh, I'm getting the, the pork plate. That's so good. Uh, maybe we'll just take turns every yeah, question. Yeah, so I'll ask a question, I'll ask a question. You guys can rotate off answering okay, perfect. them. perfect. All right, so you can start us off in three, two, one. If you had to eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Quesadillas. I was going to say Mexican. Uh, if you could switch places with someone for a day, who would it be? <laughs> Rihanna. Nice. Uh, biggest pet peeve: people that walk in flip flops and drag them and don't pick them up when they walk. <laughs> <laughs> if you could eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mm, I would still say Mexican or enchiladas. <laughs> okay, nickname: Marco uh, or Marky. Favorite smell: mm, roses. <laughs> I don't know. Favorite fictional character. Fictional is true or not true? <laughs> this is not true. true. Um, Bugs Bunny. Nice. Favorite ice cream flavor? <laughs> it's this ice cream. Uh, chocolate chip cookie dough. No prickly bear, huh? Oh. Favorite. Oh, that would be a good yeah. one. Favorite holiday? Uh, 
Christmas. Ooh, there's <laughs> our time. These are really fun. Yeah, I want to keep going. Rapid fire. <laughs> the whole Makes me really think because I'm like, I don't really know. I don't know if that is. But I know, right? When you're on the spot, it's like, oh, what is it? What just comes into my head first? <laughs> how many? How many of the questions did we get? You got. I just counted and I forgot. We got one, two, three, four, five, nine. That's pretty good. Out of 20? 9 out of 20. Uh, I'm going to have to play that game with my friends. Yeah. So the record is 16. Oh, uh, wow. Maybe maybe, next time. Yeah, next time when you guys, you know, over a year or two, you got the other business. I'm going to make a list uh, of just... We'll have you back. Well, we switch up the questions, especially when people come Uh, back because they can't cheat. uh, Okay. (laughs) And go off past experience. Cool, guys. Well, yeah, like I said, thanks again so much for coming on and uh, and sharing your knowledge and, and business advice with us. We've really enjoyed having you and having Pepper here with us as well. So, uh, yeah, thanks again. Thank yeah, thanks, you. Thanks yeah. for having us. Cool. And obviously, before we close, why don't you let everyone know where they can find you, either your retail shop, retail shop or yeah. if they want to check you out online. Our physical retail store location is in Bar None, which is in Gilbert, Arizona, and... It's right next to Joe's Farm Grill in the Agritopia area on Higley and Ray. We're online at shoppricklypear.com, and you can buy all of our products there. Uh, You can also check out our design portfolio, and then we're also on Instagram at pricklypearpaper. Perfect. Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks again for coming on. Thank you. Make sure to check it out, and uh, we'll catch you all next week. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Just a few things before we go. First off, we wanted to say a big thank you to our sponsor, Legend Acres. They're an award-winning, veteran-owned small business that offers dog training, service dog training, mentor training programs, and more. Legend Acres also offers online interactive training sessions and on-demand classes so you can train your dog from the comfort and convenience of your own home. Check them out at legend-acres.com. Also, if you enjoyed the show, please take a few seconds to rate and review and hit that subscribe button. It lets us know how we're doing and helps us grow so we can reach more locals, entrepreneurs, and help small businesses grow. Thanks, guys.